Hello there and welcome to Film Raw here at Bunkerzilla UK. It is the place where we roar at the latest and greatest cinema releases. And just for the benefit of Christian, who said just before we wanted re recorded, he wanted to hear a roar. Rawr. That's terrible. <laughs> that is absolutely terrible. Um, I am Ian Bolton, one of your hosts for this episode, and I am joined by a returning Christian R. Allen. Hello, Christian. How are you doing? I'm very good. I saw that the ratings had collapsed, so I thought I'll do the selfless thing and return in my well, glorious well, way. Well, I had, I had a look at the numbers, and our Godzilla vs. Kong review has been doing quite well, but I think that was because Shenny looked far too much into the science. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> <laughs> I thought people were tuning in just to express the anger of my absence, because no, like I'm the no. third, I'm the third giant in that cinematic universe. Obviously, I haven't, I haven't seen hashtags bring back Christian or bring back the Christian <laughs> roar. Uh, the problem is, any form of hashtag with the word Christian and on Twitter will get you a very different kind of result. This is probably true. There's this... that one, there's that wonderful the Hedgehog game where you put your name followed by the Hedgehog into Google's image search. And you'll find the Sonic original character that someone's done on DeviantArt. It doesn't work with me, though, because if you put Christian the Hedgehog, you get images of G um, Sonic the Hedgehog crucified. Oh, various dear. Psalms sort of like <laughs> awkwardly superimposed on him and first rate, you know, amateur level Photoshop there. It's a jarring experience. Oh, joy. That's that's not a good. That's not a good image to see at all. No. But any but anyway, <laughs> welcome back into a little guest position here on today's episode. How are you doing in general? Oh, very good, very good. Thank you. I'm just enjoying the fact, um, you know, it's um, lovely erratic weather we're having today. We've experienced, I, I feel like I've been, I've come down with a cold because of the rain and I've also got sunburn at the same time. <laughs> I, I don't understand how that's happened. It's like, it's wet, but also very warm and very humid. <laughs> like a dog breathing on you. That's how the weather feels like right now, which is quite appropriate to the film of going to review later actually yes so if you're listening here on the podcast we are going to be covering the mitchells versus the machines very very soon but we're going to cast our attentions briefly to film news and more importantly the oscar results that happened uh, at time recording last week i like the way you say results as if it's match of the day there you go nomad best picture anthony hopkins best actor i thought you were going to go like um young professional woman neil <laughs> sound of metal Two, Tenet, one. I always envisioned, if you, I just thought if you went to see Sound of Metal, it was just basically two hours of stomp. Or just or just someone just with a sheet of metal just going clang, clang, <laughs> clang, clang. I mean, I, I, I don't really, I mean, we'll talk about this in a moment, but I, I don't have any idea what the plot of that film actually concerns. Uh, Sound of Metal, uh, Riz Ahmed plays a drummer in a successful rock band who discovers he is going deaf. Oh, okay. So it's him coming to terms with the fact that he will be no longer able to hear the world around him. and it's Oh, like, so, so similar to basically Pete Tong. It's all gone Pete Tong. Yeah, it's like it, it kind of is like the seven stages of grief in a way. Yeah. In a way. I hear really good things about it, and it's something I probably will be watching. Um, but yeah, just in case you weren't aware, uh, for Best Picture this year, it went to Nomadland, uh, which is directed by Chloe Zhao, who also won uh, Best Director Oscar for that as well. Uh, we have Soul winning Best Animated Feature. Uh, when you look at the Acting Awards, Anthony Hopkins won Best Actor. Uh, Frances McDormand won uh, Best Actress for Nomadland. Uh, we also have uh, Daniel Kalula winning for Judas and the Black Messiah, as well as uh, Yung Yun Jing winning for Minai as well. So um, yeah, it's it's pretty much been split across a lot of um, mm. lot of the uh, the award the award films. And this is the thing we had a little chat about this just as we were settling down because we've also been watching Nomadland today, and we will be covering it in another episode in, in a couple of weeks' time here on Film Raw because it will be coming out in May seventeenth to cinemas when cinemas reopen mm -hmm. in the UK. Um, yep. It is available now on Disney Plus, so if you want to go watch it on Disney Plus. Go ahead and do so. Um, but I was kind of holding that one off until um, till cinemas reopened because there's a lot of stuff coming out on May 17th. We've got Spiral, which is the new Saw film as well with Chris Rock. Um, yeah, there's just there's a whole heap of films. I've, I can't remember anything else off the top of my head. It's like everything's coming out on that, May 17th. That's a brilliant double bill, Nomadland and uh, Spiral. Yeah, Very just, just, thematically just, linked, aren't they? Yeah, yeah aren't, aren't <laughs> they just? But, um, but yeah, I mean, we were talking before, we were talking earlier today and... I look at it's like looking at the best picture nominees and all that sort of stuff. I haven't, I'm going to be honest, I haven't watched many of them or quite frankly, any of them. I think apart from Nomadland, which we have been watching. 
uh, today. Yes, um, um, and that's mostly because it's not it's not that I'm not invested or I'm not interested in the films. It's just that right now for me personally, it, they're, they're not the sort of films I just really want to kind of uh, sit down with. I guess at the moment, I think it's kind of like, and it, it's kind of like at the moment, I want I'd like my cinema experiences to be kind of carefree in a way or kind of are you, fantastical. Are you, miss, are you missing your popcorn thriller? Well, so, yeah, uh, I mean, I brought, I brought, a, I brought, a, I brought an air popcorn maker. A month oh gosh, to, a you, month really or are, two of, you really are having withdrawal symptoms. But the fact aren't is, you? well, the fact is, well, we can tie this into Mitchell's versus Machine, but that popcorn maker is violent. <laughs> it just <laughs> fires out popcorn and popcorn kernels. It's not the machine's fault that your mouth isn't wide enough to receive the I know. hot corny goodness. I know, I know, but um, but no, just quickly going back to my point, it's just. I would, I would probably, I would probably on a normal year be watching some of these films at the cinema, but I just, I just haven't felt. Yeah, it's it's difficult to engage mm. with serious drama when you are completely encapsulated by serious drama. Mm. I mean, we need a respite from the misery that is <laughs> this awful pandemic, and I think it's perfectly reasonable to seek escapism for your own well-being, so you can be. You can be refreshed, recharged to tackle this, this terrible situation we found ourselves in to, to the best of your abilities. Yeah. Um, I The last time I really engaged with cinema was the release of Sonic the Hedgehog, which <laughs> probably because my expectations were so low. Um, it's I one of our most popular episodes on the on the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's had nearly like uh, nearly 70, 80 downloads. Fantastic. That's probably the amount of people who watched all these Oscar-nominated <laughs> films, to be honest. I mean, yeah, I think... <sighs> My my general the, the impression I get this year is there is just a massive disconnect between the Oscars, the films that have been nominated, um, and the people associated with those movies, um, and general audiences. Uh, it, it seems to be reflected in the viewership in America. I mean, it was abysmal. Yeah, I mean, uh, they, dipped um, below ten million. I mean, a, a couple of years ago, forty million was considered low. Mm. Um, so clearly, no one cares. And uh, and and considering they made they made quite an effort to to do this show in person. I mean, they yes. they they took over like a tra- <laughs> they took over like a train station area. Yes, they um they forcibly removed homeless people in order to. Uh... <laughs> well, I say forcibly removed homeless people were um, relocated. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's not awkward at all. It's moving all these uh, homeless people for these incredibly affluent millionaire celebrities to you know, give each other gold statues. It's exactly the kind of optics we're looking for when we're yeah. trying to promote ourselves as a uh, progressive, uh, right-on types. I mean, I'm just looking through the the uh, the main awards now to see if anything that really stuck out to stuck out to me as as a good. Well, obviously, uh, Tenant won best visual effects. I mean, that that, that, was, that seems that, to be a given. That was it. That was probably a given. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting any other nominations. Soul winning, soul winning, uh, best animated feature. What, what were the other nominees? In, they, Wolf Walker. Wolf Walkers, which I've heard really good things I about. I haven't had the chance to see it. I've seen the other movies produced by that studio. We've um, got... Uh, Song of the Sea, I would thoroughly recommend. Secret of Kells was a good film oh, as well. I love that as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was hoping... Well, I guess Soul was the only film I'd seen from that that bunch. And Soul was excellent. That's that's a five-star Pixar movie. Well, well, you've also got Shaun the Sheep. Uh, Farmageddon. Farmageddon was nominated, yeah, I, which was it, which was obviously because it's like a year later in America it came out. I think. Yeah, but I I, f- I find with the best animated feature, um, there's <laughs> it's never usually the best films represented. There's a couple of couple of great movies and some mediocre ones that sort of just found its way yeah. because it's a known IP, I guess. Yeah, I mean, usually it's either the the best Disney film of the day. Yeah, I mean, the there, will, there, there will be a genre. Pixar movie, there will be a Disney movie, there will be an independent movie, and then there'll be just some random. Yeah. And kind of nine times out of 10, it will always be the Disney or Pixar film. Yeah. Except when it's like a Spider-Verse and it absolutely deserves it. Yeah, when it, but you have to be really, really excel in that field. Mm. I mean, um, we'll, we'll talk about it in a mo- moment later, but I, I'm hoping the Mitchells versus Machines doesn't sort of like fall under the radar because mm. uh, obviously it's only just been released. Um, I'm hoping it... I feel like already it deserves the best animated feature Oscar next year. Mm. We've got, we've still got a few things coming up from Disney. We've got, well, we've got um, Luca, which mm-hmm. is the next yep. Pixar coming out, which looks which looks fun, looks looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think, yeah, early spoiler alert, 
we we both we both very much like the Mitchells versus the Machines. So uh, we'll talk about that a bit more. But I think generally overall looking at looking at the Oscars, I think it's just been kind of I kind of I mean films that are there you kind of expect to be there. I mean Trial of Chicago Seven we were quite we were quite positive on. We gave it four yeah, stars. Yeah, I thought it was alright. I didn't feel I, I didn't ex- I I assumed it would have the odd nod. I didn't expect it to win anything. Uh, did did it even win? I don't think it won. Did it win anything for the script? I'm just scrolling through because it's like I'm I'm certain Sorkin would have taken something, wouldn't he? Well, the, the original no, script no, went didn't, for no, Promising didn't. Young Woman. Um, yeah, he didn't. Yeah, Sorkin didn't win. A, no, um, no, I, I can understand that. Um, in fact, Promising Young Woman is the only film I'd see that a major release I'd seen. Mm. Um, which we can talk about if you'd like. Uh, well, um, we've got we've got the guest recommend. Uh, okay, we'll we've got about, the yeah. we've got the guest film recommendation coming up after the main review, so cool, we can we'll, talk we'll, about promising young woman then. Yeah, not a problem. But I like, so I, I I enjoyed it. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> and I was expecting some kind of nod, um, and it seemed to be the right one. Um, mm. In terms of everything else, yeah, just uh, my my biggest problem this year was just apathy. Um, yeah, really just, just disinterested. I have I found it difficult to even <laughs> when I saw the nominations, I was generally like, What are these films? And I I I, I, and think, I, I, I engage in cinema, <laughs> you know. It's I think the only the only nomination that I was thrilled about was Husovic getting song nomination in the Oscars for yeah. Eurovision. Yeah. It's like I don't I didn't care if it won, <laughs> I didn't care if it lost. I wanted to see one of those Eurovision songs in that category. Yes. And Husovic by again is a really, really great song. The whole soundtrack to oh, Eurovision yeah. is great. Yeah. I've been uh, listening I listened I, I still it, listen it, to it, things like Line Line for Love, <laughs> Double Trouble. Even oh, the, the Volcano re- Man yeah. is the one. Volcano is really good. Oh uh, yeah, but it's like oh I I it's worrying when I start singing along with Double Trouble in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's frustrating that film. It's one that I think we talked about it previously, but the mm. soundtrack is so much better than the movie itself. Mm. Like, um, yeah, but um, I, yeah, it's just the, the uh, I didn't I didn't like the, the representation. I found it very odd that they chose the Best Actor uh, prize as the Go Home Award. Um, yeah. Especially with the if so anticlimactic, obviously, of Anthony Hopkins. Now there's been a bit of controversy over this. The fact that it felt like the Academy were convinced that Chadwick Boseman, um, God rest his soul, was a shoe in for the prize, mm. and that's it. Kind of feels like the awards were designed for him to win. Yeah, and that's why they left it to last. And of course, that wasn't you no. Know, the outcome at all mm. and uh, unfortunately i haven't seen these films so I, I can't give an honest opinion but, but from what i gather from people whose opinions i respect anthony hopkins was out quite clearly the best actor in that field by a, a nautical mile mm. um and it's a shame that they <laughs> apparently his camp were his his people were begging to allow him to call in via zoom from his yeah. home and they point the academy for whatever reason point Blank refused, mm. insisting that he had to travel to London for one of their official hubs. Yeah, I mean, in um, Sydney, for example, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen and Isa Fisher, they went to like a screening. They went to yeah. like a screening environment in in Sydney, um, but uh, they neither of them won anything. So, well, it's, uh, going back to Hopkins, yeah. it was unfortunate because when we got to see his speech, his belated speech the next day, the very first thing he did was pay tribute to um, Bozeman's legacy. Mm. And that would have been lovely to see. Yeah, um, It's just very strange that the Academy Awards ended on a, here's the winner, by <laughs> read out loud by a very awkward, uncomfortable working Phoenix. Yeah, it's like, the winner is Anthony Hopkins. He's not here. Bye. I'll take his award. <laughs> and, and I mean, I, like, I would give that award back because you don't want to mess with Hannibal Lecter. No, no, no. you don't want to. <laughs> but the thing is, as well, it's kind of, it's kind of like you always end an, a, like a movie awards thing with best picture. best picture. Best. Why would you change that unless, like I, like I'm fairly convinced, and which seems to be the the idea going around the Twitter sphere, is that it was just because they assumed Bozeman was going to win mm. the best actor. Mm. Um. I mean, you'd think if they were the Academy, they could have just opened the envelope. Yeah, and just kind of gone... <laughs> Someone uh, has to have known the results. No, no, they always, they always have at least two people yeah. there who know the results categorically. So why didn't they say anything? <laughs> it was just... I mean, I- ignoring that, it was just a flat... I mean, it may have just been a consequence it, it didn't, of COVID. It didn't seem... It just, to me, I, I, I wasn't that overtly... I know yeah. I wasn't I wasn't that overly invested in the awards. I mean sometimes I always I always find them interesting, but this the year in particular I just wasn't really 
feeling it. I mean, or, we're, or we're, it. we're only we're only halfway through watching No Man Land because mm. we haven't just because of our schedule. Um, and already it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like it's worthy of being in that same ca- um, category of Oscar winning best picture movies. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's just I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that it's this is just a bit of a write off because of COVID, mm. and hopefully once things start returning to normality fingers crossed mm-hmm. um <laughs> so i don't want to tempt fate anymore no no um, we don't we don't want to do that no 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 it's like oh here's super covid um <laughs> definitely no movies in 2022 um it's like i know i know we'll be turning a page the moment no time to die actually is released <laughs> i i am forever convinced no time to die is never being released yeah when when no time to die has a cinematic release Life has returned to normal. Yeah, like <laughs> not not when Fast and Furious Nines come out, not when Black Widows come out, but when No, no time, time to, to Die, die. <laughs> the most awkwardly ironic name for a film imaginable. Oh, oh gosh! Like I think Daniel Craig is just you know when he said um what was it he said about returning to Bond would rather die or slash his wrist. It slash his wrist. Yeah, I, th- I think he was just he must have cursed himself. <laughs> he will be he's in purgatory right now cursed to play bond forever he's like he's waiting to go off and film the two <laughs> knives out sequels in greece yep. and all that sort of stuff and it's like no no you can't do this <laughs> until you complete your bond it's, journey it's, it's like sylvester mccoy and paul mcgann they're technically the two longest running doctor who's in the series history and, and, and you have to remind them yeah but for a substantial margin of that time there was no doctor who was there <laughs> Paul McGann was the doctor between 96 and 2005. Oh, wow. He was the doctor for what, nine years. Uh, 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah, like, like, 90 minutes and a web uh, episode. Absolutely. But then, um, but then, yeah, thankfully, it yeah, it was quite good. Shada, I like that. Yeah. Um, but then, but then, uh, but then, thankfully, he was able to carry on with like the big fish audio dramas and stuff like that. Yeah, which is very good. I, I, I've, <laughs> I've discovered, I've got a friend who's obsessed with comedy. And I've just discovered he's never, not, not only has he never watched with Null and I, he's never heard of with Null and I. <laughs> and he was talking about we were watching UFC and he was talking about situations because we were just you know, um, having a laugh with one another because we're both quite frail human beings and we we're like how do I how would I beat up this UFC fighter and he's like well you'd have to do Christian is um you know go up to him and say like um I have a heart condition and I started laughing because I thought he was referencing Richard E Grant and it's just like and I started doing the rest of the lines and he was laughing I was like, that's really funny would you come up with that like, what are you talking about with <laughs> Nolan I was like what the hell's with Nolan I I was like, what? <laughs> have, you, <laughs> have you have you blanked this film from your memory? <laughs> He's just never watched it, never heard of it. Had no idea. So, so like, all right, well, I need to educate you. Unfortunately, I don't know. It's one of those films you can't you can't watch it with someone. You have to let them what they experience. Oh, it I've, seen, I've seen I've seen Whip Nell and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's like you, you don't. I try to avoid showing comedies and and albums in particular to people with them because you do that thing where you're staring at them for ninety minutes, like trying to gauge their reaction and it just I've, becomes so painful i vaguely remember doing that with you with city hunter <sighs> which you still which you actually went uh, went on to buy i had to buy it because <laughs> you know i like collecting the eureka kung fu movies the slip cases i'm i'm you know i'm a whore for jackie chan it's i, I know i know that i know i'm going to end up buying those terrible ones like the protector and it annoy me that I put it with Police Story, the good one. <laughs> you know, it's like it sullies my collection. <laughs> but yeah, let's wrapping up briefly on the Oscars. I think basically, um, well, congratulations to everyone who's won. An Oscar. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, um, it's still, I, I, despite the fact that I, there, I'm, I do have that cynical attitude. Like, there are far more great movies that weren't even nominated than those yeah. that have actually won anything. It's still a bloody great thing to happen to you. Mm. You know. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, just, I mean, yeah. but yeah it's like the oscars have been and gone um hopefully normal really? ho- hopefully normality next year yeah and i i'm personally looking forward for sonic the hedgehog 2 sweeping with uh, <laughs> a record 12 oscars <laughs> just like, <laughs> like free in the best leading actor roles one for sonic one for tails one, one for, for knuckles, knuckles. And obviously, Doctor Robotnik as the best supporting actor. Yeah, Jim Carrey. Yeah, Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, <laughs> I love. I, I um, my job involves like working with children at the moment, and you, you sort of just you try to talk to them about nerdy things to sort of like and get you know talk to them, you know just to have a conversation. And I was talking to one nine year old boy the other day. Started talking about have you, have you ever heard of Jim Carrey? 
<laughs> and it's it's funny because you're like, ah, oh, come here, little child. Let me tell you the tale of my people. And it was like, oh, I'm going on holiday this weekend. And um, yeah, we've got the, we've got the DVD player set up in the camper van, and we're going to watch Liar Liar. It's one of my favourite movies. You ever watched it? <laughs> it's like, oddly enough, I was your age when I watched it for the first time. And then, then you go, no, no, child, you must have the Cable Guy. Okay. No, I'm not going to recommend the Cable Guy. But I did recommend the Mask, and he's already seen it, so and he loves it. So, but then I was just saying, like, so you've seen Sonic the Hedgehog yet? It's like, no, I haven't. It's like, you know, you know, Jim Carrey's Doctor Eggman. His face just dropped. And he's like, <laughs> go watch the greatest film. Or Batman film. Forever. Or Batman, Batman Forever. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I, his performance would have worked if Tommy Lee Jones wasn't mirroring him. And I, <laughs> to this day, I don't understand why Tommy Lee Jones is mimicking Jim Carrey's performance. Because Jim Car that kind of over-the-top pantomime villain needs, needs a serious foible. You know, like the, the, you know, he needs the straight guy, and Harvey Dent's the perfect foil for that kind of thing. I mean, look at the way he was realised in Dark Knight, mm. um, and just, you know, the animated series. But no, they're just—it's so strange, oh, so well. strange. You know. Oh well, oh, oh well. We'll have to we'll have to see how the Oscars turn out and see if Sonic the Hedgehog two does fulfil <laughs> its destiny of doing like a clean sweep, like Return of the King. Twelve nominations, twelve victories. Like. <laughs> I think it was 11, wasn't it? 11's the record. It's that, that, then her and Titanic. Yes, possibly. Right. Well, 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 yeah, I think it's 11 or 12. I'm fairly certain it is. It's 11. Yeah, yeah. it's 11. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Right, good. We've got knowledge. We have knowledge. We have the, we have the knowledge. We have knowledge. But yes, that is a little brief, little brief diversion into news over and done with. Right, let's move on to our main review. And it is an animated adventure, which you can currently catch on Netflix where one dysfunctional family must take on the robo-apocalypse. It's the Mitchells versus the machines. Here's a clip. Every family has its challenges. We haven't had a good family picture in years because you two are always arguing. For my family, our greatest challenge... Probably the robot apocalypse. Attention all robots. Every single person on the planet. Yeah. What would a functional family do? Uh, butterfly formation. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. First. So we just do that, right? Who's behind this? How? I gave you all boundless knowledge, and you treated me like this. Right, Mitchells versus Machines. Um, yes, animated adventure from Sony Pictures Animation. Uh, it was due to have a cinema release, uh, went to Netflix instead. And uh, this comes from uh, directors Michael uh, Rianda and Jeff Rowe, who have both also have history with Gravity Falls, where the visuals, yes. a lot of the visual style, <laughs> especially the character designs, definitely feel Gravity Falls-esque. Uh, I totally, absolutely. And if anyone listening has yet to see the wonder that is Gravity Falls... Go out and watch it now. On it's on Disney Plus. It's slightly edited, unfortunately, on Disney Plus. Um, there is an uncut Blu-ray, but I think it's region locked to the states. Um, it's only two seasons long, and it's it was written to be two seasons long, as a mm. beginning, as a middle, as an end. It's incredibly eccentric, very witty, very charming, and is one of the best, probably the best animated. It's, it's the best animated series since Adventure Time. And probably in the top five of all American animation animated series, in my humble opinion, it's mm. so good. It, a, a small child can get just as much enjoyment out of it as you know, as an old as an old person. Mm. Uh, by old person, I mean me, obviously, because to a child, thirty three is basically knocking on death's door now. Yeah, but <laughs> but yeah, go go and seek out Gravity Falls. So the basic premise for this one is uh, Abby Jacobson voices young Katie Mitchell. She's a, she's an eager filmmaker who has managed to get the place to the college of her dreams that deals with all her quirky filmmaking skills. Um, but uh, she's having a tough time trying to leave the nest without her sort of overprotective, over sort of over well, overzealous father played by Danny McBride. I'm not, kind I'm not, of. I'm not, not sure if oh, overzealous is the right word, but I mean um, uninterested. Yeah, different. Um, 
Yeah. Because uh, he's because for the start of the film, he's very uninterested in what Katie does. He doesn't he doesn't understand Katie. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a clash of personalities. Yeah, a clash of cultures is the best way to do it. There's, there's generation not, gap. Generation it's, gap. Yes, absolutely. It's a generation gap. There yes. you go. Um, so after after uh, another sort of tiff in their sort of father daughter relationship, um, Rick comes up with the grand idea of driving him, her, and the entire family across the country to the college, so she so they can have one final family road trip together and, and sort of re-spark that father-daughter relationship. But at the same time, uh, a te- uh, like an almost um, Steve Jobs-esque kind of character played by it's, Eric it's, Andre. It's basically Steve Jobs slash Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. So, played, uh, by, played by Eric Andre. Yeah, who, who has... Who has created the PAL? The PAL, <laughs> which is basically a, like a phone, like a phone it's an uh, AI interface. Yeah, phone assistant, all that sort of stuff. And he, and, and voiced by Olivia Coleman, who we will get onto in a few moments. And basically, he's decided to uh, cast out uh, PAL because it's now no longer obsolete, and has built the PAL robot. And uh, yeah, the AI does not particularly <laughs> like that, and thus decides it, the world would be better off without humans. Yes. And then, and then you have the family <laughs> caught in this robo apocalypse, trying to survive and trying to kind of repair their family bonds at the same time. That's the basic gist of the story. Um, and ba- this is also produced by Lord and Miller, who have been involved in Spider Verse, uh, Lego several, films, Lego films as well, mm-hmm. and. They just, I, they just keep knocking it on the park. They guys, really don't do they? because the Mitchells versus the Machines is probably one of the best animated films I've enjoyed since. Yeah, um, I, I was going to say exactly the same. I mean, it, it, was, <laughs> um, it was quite funny. We were talking about this online last night, and I I, I went to write it's a five star movie, but autocorrect changed it to look like it was a swear word. And yeah, you, you thought like, why do you think this film is shite? Yeah. It's like this, this film is amazing. <laughs> went, oh no 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 five stars five stars five stars. <laughs> I mean, just to, just to put it in perspective, this film is nearly two hours long. It took me and my fiance around about nearly three hours to watch it because we kept having to pause the film because we were laughing so hard we we were missing dialogue. Mm. Like <laughs> that, in fact, that's my one criticism of this film, similar to the Lego Batman movie. Only enough, <laughs> the jokes come flying so thick and fast that you just get knocked. Your your breath is not knocked right out of you mm. i mean and and <laughs> every and you you don't the jokes you see coming are by are designed to for you to see coming i mean it's it's that's part of the charm you like oh you, like the ai the ai t- you know the robot apocalypse is set up in such a beautiful way where you're like you know exactly where this is going you know exactly the <laughs> you know exactly what's going to happen to this tech billionaire um, but I think the the nice thing, the, the the fun thing about this is the way Olivia Coleman plays it and how the script kind oh of demonstrates, and, yes. and the way the script kind of demonstrates or the dialogue for this character in particular kind of goes, I I I offered you a world of creativity the, and the freedom to do so much more, and what did you do? Swipe, swipe, <laughs> poke, oh, are we, poke. Are we gonna are we gonna are we gonna go into the jokes during the spoiler section? We'll go into some of the yeah, jokes a bit more, but it's like that that basic sort of premise. It's yeah. like you kind of you kind of understand where the AI is coming from. Yes, and I mean it's it, it's fascinating in terms of in terms. Of its portrayal of a post-apocalyptic robo nightmare, um, I used to think that the, the original Terminator duology was probably the benchmark for those kind of things. Not just in terms of their their importance to cinema, and, but also the fact that they were kind of disturbingly feasible, um, especially coming out of that Cold War era. Mm. Um, they felt at that time oddly authentic for a futuristic hellscape. <laughs> This film has superseded those in terms of how the robot apocalypse will actually happen, just by the fact that it's so positive. The the, the idea of a happy interface designed to make put you at ease and mm. the, the memification of this movie really makes this robotic uprising just feel <laughs> disturbingly authentic. <laughs> like I can I obviously the film is incredibly over the top and played for laughs. Mm. Um but there was not a moment where I didn't think to myself, yep. Can see that happening. I can totally see that happening. Oh, it, it's like I think nothing summed up better. This is not really spoiling much of the film, but mm. it's just one of the threats that one of the things that happens when the robot uprising begins is watch what happens when I turn off the Wi-Fi. <laughs> watching civilization collapse in seconds. I mean, I mean that ties into the the, the conflict between the, the the father and daughter. Is that mm. like the father is old school. He yeah, is, uh, he's a luddite. And he's a he prefers the outdoor. 
outdoors, uh, you know, he prefers nature and the wild. He doesn't have a phone. If, yeah. if that, that that becomes part of the you know part of the strength of the character in in a, in a sense because obviously the world is so ubiquitously dependent on technology. Mm. His daughter is the complete antithesis of this. She is she's totally wired in, and she is. Um, like you said just a moment ago, the videos she creates within the films are <laughs> so funny. Yeah. So generally funny. It, it, this, I think the film's greatest achievement is that it's the first, <laughs> it's the first theme, uh, it's the first film I've watched based around meme comedy. Mm. Meme um, that hasn't made me cringe. Mm. Um, you, you see these awful YouTube movies. Um, uh, I won't name names, but you know exactly the kind of films. I, I'm I know one about. film you were mentioning before before we recorded. I, yeah. I, 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 will, I will say its name once, and we will never talk about okay. it again. Fred the movie. Yeah, and there there are other examples like that. And even you know the, the movies that YouTubers make, they they tend to be of a pretty poor quality. Um, this film gets it, and the memes come flying. F- <laughs> just I need to stop using that. Um, using that. But they phrase. literally they, they literally they, they, they are, are rapid fire. Describe it. They, yes, rapid fire. It's just like bang, 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 joke, 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 and I just—it's so funny, and it re—it it doesn't just—it doesn't do what like me like mediocre movies do, like like the emoji movie. It just does—it doesn't regurgitate um, meme humor or parodies a oh, lot of things. Oh, yeah, it it actually creates its own memes. Mm. Um, it creates its own internet law based on real life internet law, expands upon it, mm. which it, it makes something funnier, funnier. Yeah. Um, and I really, really, I was really outstanding by that because this film, in, the, in, in lesser hands, this movie could have been exhausting, mm. um, really cringy and really banal. But no, just the, the, the humor is so good. Mm. Uh, like I said, I just had to keep pausing it because I was laughing so loud. Mm. And and before we move more into like some spoiler territory things, um, we have got time codes in the description. So if you want to avoid the spoiler part of this review when we, when it comes, yeah. you'll be able to know when to do that. Um, but before we really dive into that, I think one thing that is an absolute champion of this film as well is the animation style it is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful blend of um, um, kind of rotoscope-esque it looks CGI. Like, yeah, it kind of looked like this, like they were, they drew characters over yeah. people in a way. So it's kind, yeah. it's very similar to Spider Verse, but Spider Verse mm. had that sort of you had that textured look of like it was a comic book. Yes. Where, um, well, this has gone more for an, kind of an old school sort of Tex Avery kind yeah. of style. Yeah. Um, but with you know modern three D sensibilities, mm. that combined with the Gravity Falls esque animation for like the meme sequences. Yeah. Um, they, the balance really worked. Mm. Um, I thought the art direction was absolutely gorgeous. Mm. Everything about it. just the, the film looks great. The last Netflix animation we watched together Willoughby's. was The Willoughbys. And although it was the style was interesting, I found it very bland and quite repetitive. Mm. It was just, okay, another red scene. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, oh, look, it's a quirky... Um, sort of Dutch angle red scene. It's like some of the some of the uh, character designs or artistic uh, presentations of some of the characters, especially like the um, not the standard power robots, but the next level up. Oh, like they look the, so good. The ones yeah, played by Conan O'Brien. Yeah, the yeah. ones that just kind of just sort of the death more, robots. More, yeah, they just morph <laughs> into like different things. It's like the animation for that is just uh, it's outstanding. It's outstanding. It's also it's, 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 like, it's Samurai yeah. Jack level yeah. animation. Um, that's that's high praise for me. Hmm. Um, but yeah, if, every Everything in this film was clearly well thought um, um, and deserves to be in this movie, Mm. whether that's the background dressing, the various characters, their designs, the costumes, everything about this film just looks great, distinctive, beautiful. Uh, I cannot praise the look of this film um more very good voice cast as well we've already Mm. talked about olivia coleman Um, it's great that she's playing a comedy role again yeah people (laughs) americans know her from the favorite obviously and and, the father and the father we know her as sophie from peep show (laughs) 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 one of the one of the greatest um female characters in the history of british comedy i love sophie just watching her slowly break down over these nine series (laughs) is just it's Brilliantly tragic, but, but. yeah. But even <laughs> even the main voice cast in the family are they, they're just so it's a very likable voice cast as yes. well. I mean, Abby Jacobson does really good stuff as Kate, Katie, uh, Danny McBride, really good as Rick, Maya Rudolph, 
as the mother yep, Linda. She's, she's very good, especially, we won't talk about it just yet, but the, her, her final scene yeah. in particular. Yeah. And um, even uh, the, one of the directors themselves, Michael Rianda, plays yeah, Aaron. He plays, the, he plays the boy. He plays young, oh, he plays young very boy. Very funny. And I love the fact that they cast Doug the Pug of, of <laughs> internet fame as Mochi. Basically himself. <laughs> yeah, just, just on that point, just before I forget, um, I really love the fact that this family... In a way, it reminds me of Golden Age Simpsons. Mm. The dynamic between them, it's flawed. They're not perfect. They love each other. Mm. And um, they, it's, I, I'm so sick and tired of watching these films where they think the humor can come from them constantly bickering. Yeah. And it just becomes tiresome. And like, yeah. why, would I, why would I invest my emotional energy into characters who are not willing to invest in one another's? like well-being these characters love each other i mean they are dysfunctional yeah. and it's and it's it feels very authentic in fact it, their relationship reminds me especially the father and daughter reminds me of homer and lisa's relationship in, yeah. like, in episodes like lisa the vegetarian and things like this oh even the one the uh the one where lisa feels thinks her her genes are going to cause her to be stupid mm, in a few yeah. years time yeah it's, it's like, how can I be part of this family? The relationship between her her and the brother, the sibling relationship, is so sweet. Mm. It's quite rare. I can't think of the top of my head where, because there's, a, there's a, like a 10-year gap between yeah. them, I think, or something like that. Yeah, it's like the raptor buddies. The raptor buddies, yeah. The little, the, the, they're like close <laughs> friends. And it's nice. It's, um, you normally get the, um, you know, the, the younger brother walking into the bedroom and like, get out, slams yeah. the door. That kind of horrible teenage shtick. Yeah. But no, this felt... Very I, kind, very generous, but authentically so. And it's never schmaltzy. I love the introduction to the character of Aaron because he's basically, he's got a telephone book and he's going through every, <laughs> everyone in the area says, hello there, would you like to talk about dinosaurs? Okay, no, all right, thank you. <laughs> hello there, would you like to talk about dinosaurs with me? And it's brilliant. It's just, it's a, a, it's a brilliant joke. And it tells you who that character is. Mm. It's, it's you. You get him straight away. You get all these characters straight away. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and there's no real, there's no real exposition really. It's just yeah, yeah nothing's yeah. wasted. Yeah, really. The the humor is very economic. So speaking of humor, let's move into spoiler territory. Yeah. So if you want to avoid us talking some of the best jokes, which you really do need to Please, experience going yeah. cold, I feel bad for what we've said already because <laughs> I I went into the film virtually blind. I just knew it was the Gravity Falls yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, so uh, do check out the the timings to avoid it and move on to our final thoughts on the film. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about the comedy, uh, some of the comedy elements now. One word. Furbies. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> now like, is the twilight of man. I was a humanity. It's like, I knew it was happening in the trailer. <laughs> I knew it. I had no idea. I, I saw the trailer. I knew it was happening, but it does not prepare you oh for how God. pitch so, fucking I mean, perfect it is. So it sets up, obviously there's a scene, the scene in the mall with the electronic appliances is genius. Delicates. Right? White. Total carnage. <laughs> I mean, like the, the 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 machines throughout the whole film are hilarious. I mean, it's like, it's the best, it's the best machine humor since Red Dwarf and Douglas Adams, like easily. Um, but it's just seeing all the electrical plants, like the toaster popping out a toast with the word "your toast" burnt onto it. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. And then they they fall, they, they find themselves in this toy shop, and my first thought was, oh, what toy have they got? What real world toy have they got? To, to totally twist and turn into something. Of course, it's Furbies. Oh my god! With power chips. <laughs> so scary. All those. It was like I think. I think the the, the daughter says it, it's like Dawn the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> the devil doesn't the dad quit like here? And you know how that film ended. <laughs> but man, that giant Furby was so. It's genuinely quite upsetting. Let the dark harvest begin. <laughs> That needs to be a shirt. I want that T-shirt. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, you know, whoever wrote that line was just proud of themselves for days. And the, fact, the fact is, uh, my sister actually had a Furby. So I know, <laughs> I know how creepy they got. That, that was one of the scenes. It was, um, <laughs> it was the giant Furby was one of the scenes I had to pause mm. just to compose myself. One of and the little, the portable vacuum cleaners. <laughs> down the escalator <laughs> oh no oh no oh no oh no <laughs> I completely forgot that no the no the the joke that one of the jokes that really flawed me is the in-flight uh in-flight uh, yes, tutorial yes. movie when basically in the film 
They've uh, they've captured humans. They're putting them in little pods. The plan is they're going to jettison humans into space to get rid of them <laughs> once and for all. And basically, it's they, fine. They've got free Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah, they've got free Wi-Fi. But they have <laughs> but they have this wonderful homage to classic airplane sort of welcome it's, videos. It's the Ryan Esch. Yeah, it's isn't it? like yeah. welcome to your flight to the dark reaches of space. <laughs> 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 the best thing about that is when the robot screams. It is the sound quality drops. It is <laughs> that. Like. And even have the Spanish subtitles <laughs> <Yes>. as well. <laughs> it, I, it's, again, like I said earlier, I love that level of detail, that insane amount of detail. Most people are not even going to pick up, but the, yeah. it's just so good. What was it? <laughs> My favorite line was like, um, and the exits are nowhere. nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good. I mean, like, it just, it, I mean, and like I was saying earlier, like, th- some of the best jokes are remixed memes. Like, mm. the, the gibbon. Oh, the, yeah. The screaming gibbon, cutting that. Into, I, I thought, when, when she said, my dad sounds like the screaming gibbon video, and, I, and they start playing off, oh, it's funny. They're just using an internet clip. And then the fact that it starts being mashed into the actual scene with her dad. Yeah. Like, if, and that's, that displays a real level of creativity. You would, you would follow her on YouTube. Mm. Quite easily, like those movies. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I, I can't I can't praise Olivia Coleman's performance as a mobile phone. <laughs> I I well again, one of the best things is like, I'm so angry. Put me on the table so I can flop around. <laughs> just like mm, mm, mm. Just like little fish <laughs> flopping around. It's so clever. I mean, it just features I mean, I'm holding my iPhone right now and you're, you're thinking of the writing process, what, what would be funny about that? And it just it kind of writes itself in a way. Yeah. But um I, I think her death is the funniest death in the history of cinema. Just that, that huge epic robot battle. Like yeah. an incredible, it's an incredible sequence, especially oh, with, yeah. the, with the mum becoming like this incredible ninja. But the, the fact that the phone, the phone falls, <laughs> just ends up banging into the pug's head and landing like bloop into a cu- just a glass of water. Just the most <laughs> mundane little bloop. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, no explosions. No! <laughs> freeze dead <laughs> like it's so anticlimactic that it just punctuates the humor perfectly and it just it, it works it's a bit of a gamble that because that could just make the film I, fall flat i, like, I no, still no, I've, pun intended. I, I still love some things especially with um uh the dad uh rick sort of starting to get into the hang of like technology and it's and i just i love some things it's like i sent i sent you a friend invite why haven't you liked me on youtube it's like oh you posted a friend invite well that's literally written at (laughs) be my friend on the internet in like mad ink like oh thank you i thought was a psychopath sent me this it's like i i am proud of you father for being able to use the the internet to, to subscribe to my <laughs> channel and you cut to uh, you cut to the mum and dad having a literal <laughs> meltdown trying I mean, to it, it's it's framed like a horror movie the whole sequence oh my gosh the donkeys <laughs> and like, when they go you know, they're, they're, <gasps> <laughs> the donkey it is lost to the river <laughs> like, it's nature's way <laughs> This room I mean, is wonderful. I, it's such a great. I mean, it's 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 not as obviously it's not as crude as Family Guy. It, it's those cutaway jokes are like Family Guy when Family Guy works. Yeah, I mean, every cutaway. They're, they're not that often, actually. To be fair, because mm. it, it can be quite tiresome, like an episode of Family Guy and, re- but, and repetitive. But there's something that there's something with the cutaways that just seems to work very nicely yeah, with this film. They, they help. They help. Um, they help the beats of the movie quite well, and they're just because they're such sideways curves. You just can't help but laughing very hard. And just, I've never laughed at a drowning donkey before. <laughs> it happened. And I, I have only the, um, I only have the um, filmmakers to blame for that. I'll, I'll go to hell, then fine. <laughs> I guess. Cheers, Lord and Miller and co. <laughs> like, oh, man. Uh, but um, yeah, let's get, some, let's get some final, let's get some final thoughts coming in here. Um, I think it's going to be no surprise from either one of us <laughs> what rating we're giving this. This is getting five stars. Absolutely. And Absolute five I'm, stars. I would be... <laughs> I want this to win Best pitch, best Animated Feature at the Oscars. I don't care what other films are released in the next year because I love this film so much. Mm. I love it. I, 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 when I finished watching this film, my first thought was, I need to grab my nieces 
like mm. and showed them this film it's just we need to watch this movie yeah i i hope when cinemas are opened up and if sony and netflix are able to get to some agreement if they can release this at the cinema i would love to see this in the cinema yeah i'd be totally up for that i mean it's it, it, i saw spider verse about four or five times at the cinema and i never got tired of seeing it mm. in the cinema so it's like i would really like to see this in the cinema yeah yeah um i, I just hope i just hope everyone goes and see it sees it um because mm. i mean lego movie 2 the second part brilliant subtitle um that, it's a, de- it, it's a, de- it was a liked, decent film but not but not it was still not, it was still an excellent yeah. movie but my, my main point was that no one really saw it for some it was a bit of a dud at the box office i i liked where they went with certain things i like certain elements of it but it's not as i guess out of the lego movies i say that the most memorable one to me still is probably lego batman yeah um my personal favorite is the first because of the sheer novelty of it mm. um it was just so, like also also the also the third act twist when it when it brings in with that, will ferrell yeah when yeah, it brings yeah, in that element i did not see coming it was no, like there was, there was one of those moments there are certain moments in some films that elevate it from great from being good to being to, great yeah and that was one of those moments where you yeah. realize it already been very creative up to that point appropriately so for a lego movie i but mean yeah. the advantage of the lego movie similar to i had with sonic the hedgehog was had so much such low expectations because how the flip do you make a film out of lego <laughs> well, well lord and miller came up with an thanks, idea thanks for proving me wrong i love being proved wrong of the results of that that's fantastic um and like i said i i haven't seen ninjango um but it's I, all right it's not amazing no okay it hasn't i remember central. watching it i just don't remember it i i love the lego batman movie for having the second best bane in cinematic history oh well oh, goes tom hardy lego and then <laughs> you've got to, <laughs> you've got a version you, you've got to include i think if you're talking about fun versions of bane you've got to include the bane from harley quinn the tv series because if you get a chance, i haven't seen any of it yet it it's amazing because there's there's a bit in one episode where bane wants to go to war with the local starbucks because they keep getting his order wrong <laughs> okay i'm sold already and it's like come it's like come on henchman we are going they got my name wrong on the cup again <laughs> And what's your name? Ben. Ben is feeling warm and fuzzy. <laughs> so um, absolutely, if you have a chance to watch Mitchell's Versus Machines on Netflix, please do. It is such a wonderful film. And I and I I will be hard pushed to probably I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I don't think another anime film is gonna come close to this this year. I, Luca might, mm. but I can't see anything else doing it. No, it's it's so special. This film, uh, I I would love for more films to be of this caliber. I just can't see it happening. Mm-hmm. It just feels. <laughs> it's a shame we've got to wait a whole year for the next Oscars. Although, I don't know. My infu- like we were talking about earlier, my enthusiasm for the Academy Awards waned quite a bit over the last couple of years. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, but no, no, this this film is special. Absolutely a five star film. Go and watch it. Um, just enjoy enjoy the memes. <laughs> so many memes. Like, enjoy, enjoy the re- memes. Retro memes. Memes from 15 years ago. Movies was, with memes. Uh, just a little, just a last little point before we wrap up because it just popped into my head. Um, one of the memes involved in the film is the, um, you know, um, the Maya He song. Yeah. Oh, Maya He, Maya Ha. And of course, in the film, it's the, the sequences of those film um, with the, that song is set when the, the daughter is about four. Yeah. And my fiance, she was like. Um, that doesn't make any sense. She's a child when that's... Oh, my God, I'm old now. Ah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah, and it's like... That... None, none, of the, none of the children I work with have a clue what an advice animal is. <laughs> I'm going to have to start using old memes in my, like, my lecture slides just to sort of, like, age myself horrifically because... 2008 that was the before times uh. <laughs> but um, what we're we saying five stars yeah five stars five Mitchell's stars. versus the machines and you can watch that now on netflix so do watch it let us know your thoughts film raw at bunkerzilla.co.uk is the place to send your emails right let's go on to our new set a section i brought in when uh shenny was with us uh doing uh godzilla versus kong now is this a shenny special not really a shenny special but this is kind of <laughs> something like saying shenny special because i hope to have more guest reviewers here when you're not around um we i'd like to do a little segment where i give the floor to the guests for a couple of minutes to talk about a film that they have watched recently and it, they believe is worth catching so christian for this episode what is the film you are going to recommend yes yeah, so the film i've picked this week because i've just i've grabbed it on blu-ray it's currently on offer at the moment an arrow release for 7.99 hmv um is the 1999 japanese horror movie audition uh directed by ah. uh, takashi mike 
Um, now I'm going to open this review by saying if you are, if you have a weak disposition, if you don't like anything vaguely violent, don't watch this movie. It is genuinely quite disturbing it's mm. uh, I, <laughs> i've got <laughs> i've got the synopsis here so yep. the synopsis going to imdb is a widower takes an offer to screen girls at a special audition arranged for him by a friend to find him a new wife yes however the one he fancies the most is not who she appears to be at all <laughs> yes um, and the character's name is uh, uh sammy um and this is takeshi mike as well so i am yes. familiar, i am familiar with his films so he's probably most i was about to say famous i was the correct word would probably be notorious for Itchy the Killer. Yep. Um, yep. Recently, he's had um, success with 13 Assassins. Yep, 13 Assassins I, is I've great. I've yet to see. I did grab a copy of it. I've been told it's... I saw it at the cinema. It's oh, really good. Really good. Oh, fantastic. I've been told it's it can, it was slightly discombobulating because this, the samurai sequences are quote-unquote oh authentic. I'm going to interrupt you just, just now, right now. Okay. He is, according to IMDb, I'm double-checking this, mm -hmm. he was the director of the where is it it was on my list it's just vanished off my thing he's done a, <laughs> he's done a couple of live action anime films yes he, he's quite prolific a, so. ace attorney popped up on my <laughs> list um also terraformers which is humans versus giant giant muscular cockroaches and also jojo's bizarre adventure <laughs> is unbreakable <laughs> chapter one yeah he's a, a, he's quite i did check through his um his resume earlier today um uh, earlier this week, sorry, and um, yeah, it's just endless credits. I mean, he he must he must just like he's just a working director, isn't he? Who's happened to have made a couple of uh, yeah pretty good hits by the seams uh, by the sound. I mean, I, I mean, looking at this as well. I mean, I definitely have seen Dead or Alive. Um, I have that upstairs on DVD. I have I have the Happiness of the Kakakuris. I am I've been desperate to watch that for quite a while. Um, I've been told it's like a it's it's a uh, it's a flipped up i'm not swearing because i don't know what your policy on swearing is i'll let you have a swear word cool it's a it's a bloody flipped up <laughs> take on the sound of music yes um, yes it is which i that's that's the synopsis you need really i'm sold already yeah um but yeah he's basically he's crafted a sort of like a reputation for prov providing incredibly violent content um audition is fascinating in the fact that it it is more than happy to take its time mm. it isn't a film like saw or those that, that kind of you know that kind of movie where it's just um it's just horrible 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 you know it's just constant shocks to the point where you get kind of either get exhausted or desensitized you're not really paying attention yeah. by the end of it this film it's about 90 the first two acts are just a slow creep and it gets increasingly unnerving throughout especially the interactions with the um the sami character the, the femme fatale mm. and going into the film you know something horrible is going to happen. You just know something bad is on the horizons for I mean, for the widower, who's um, the um, Yama. I think the name of the character is. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Looking at the poster, the poster is. <laughs> it's just the is, poster is just it, her. Is her with a, a giant needle? Yep. You know, bad shit's about to go down. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's. Uh, yeah. It's. <sighs> so I like my violent sports i like ufc i love like ecw i love attitude era wwf i looked away for a lot of the climactic sequences i mm. i was almost sick my my fiance she again she loved the film but she had to look at tell me when it's over tell me when it's over I mean, it's like in in, in Chronicles. I kind of I I do like things like the Saw films, but there mm. are times when some of the traps come on on Saw, and it's oh. like I I I can't <laughs> I can't watch the worst one I remember from Saw Two is someone yeah. being thrown into a pit of used needles, and I just it's like because I I'm not the biggest fan of needles, I'm yeah. already kind of clutching oh, my no. arms and just going. Oh, that does not feel right. That no, it's like nope, 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 well, nope. If it's oh no, yeah. Um, if you if you don't like needles, then. All I'm going to say is don't watch Audition. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say Audition 
it makes Saw look like a walk in the park. Well, it's, Deke- it's Takeshi Mike. I'm not surprised. <sighs> I mean, even even trying to. T- I mean, I don't want to talk about too much of it because a, I don't want to disturb our listeners, yeah. and b, I don't want to spoil it because it, it, like I say, you know, going into this movie, so it, it's building up to horrific crescendo. Mm. Um, that's all I'm going to say. It's actually I hadn't realized until I saw the credits that the film is an adaptation of um, a Ryo Murakami a novel. Um, I've read there some of the works before. Um, um, uh, my, f- I think it was called yes, sorry, in the miso soup, um, which is it's become kind of a cult hit. Um, you you probably recognise it if you saw it in Waterstones. It's the one with the um the bowl of noodles and the upside down anime character as a cover. Oh, okay. Um, so it's, you, it's, I've I've saw it all over the place. That that's also a very disturbing read. Um, it's <laughs> I haven't read Audition, but I haven't read that. That book screamed cinematic adaptation. It just mm. you know when you read a book and you're like this needs to be a film. Yeah, like so it clearly, I'd, I'd imagine audition the novel was it was similar because it just feels like it feels like a this movie was made from a book waiting to be made into a film, um, and it's yeah it's it's like I say it's I appreciate the fact that it takes its time it doesn't f- it slowly it it slowly drip feeds you the more disturbing elements of the story, and the final twenty minutes are just excruciatingly violent mm. like they're, they're, they're it's incredible <laughs> trying to watch it like without the like, dispassionately i'm like how did they do that <laughs> those special effects are incredible mm. but man it's um yeah it's i feel weird recommending such a horrible movie but it's well, brilliant it's generally it's a fantastic movie not an easy one at all and I'd imagine many people listening probably won't go out of the way to see it. But if if you think you could stomach it and you're a fan of if you're a fan of like the more extreme South Korean movies, or just a fan of Japanese cinema in general, I, I do recommend it. it, it I can't yeah. yeah. It's currently so if you like if you are curious about audition and you would like to experience the horror yourself, it is currently at time of recording available as part of the Arrow Video channel on Amazon Prime Video. Oh, fantastic. So sign sign up to the Arrow Video channel and you can watch Audition and a lot more of their stuff. Um, Yeah, that's great to know. I would give it, I would probably give it four stars. There you go. Four stars for Audition, yeah. Uh Would you you watch it? (laughs) I could fucking get the answer. I mean, I, I I am aware of the film. I know of the film. I'm, it probably is not going to be a film for me. And, that, and that's not me saying I'm. No, no, no. I, 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 think I don't like the perfectly idea. Perfectly reasonable, it's my just, friend. It's just I think there are certain. I think there are certain types of like horror, and especially torture, porn esque horror, um, that I'm mm. comfortable with. But I, I, I always get the theme of audition. It's, it's going to be on a level that I might be it's, too uncomfortable it's with. Beyond, yeah. It's not. It's for such horror, for such extreme scenes. I wouldn't even describe it as cartoon esque because mm. there's a as an element of realism to it. Like I yeah. said, the special effects are incredible. Yeah. But my God. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, the build-up is incredible. It is uh, The payoff is, is fantastic. Just oh, brutal. And um, yeah, um, we'll go watch it, Ian. I'll watch it with you. I'll tell you when to look away. I probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. Audition, available on streaming platforms now. So it's almost time to say goodbye on this episode of Film Roll. But before we do, it's time for the patron shout-outs. <laughs> And as part of Patreon, if you sign up to a Golden Monster tier on Patreon, we will always do shout-outs for people on all our streams and podcasts. So we give a big thank you on the Golden Monster tier to Loco is Great and Harriet, aka Manga Girl. Thank you so much for your ongoing support. And if you would like to support Bunkerzilla on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash UK and you can support us for about £3 a month at its lowest tier. We have the Big Monster tier at £6 and we have Golden Monster at £10. Um, you get some great, great little perks like early access to podcasts like Film Raw so you can listen to Film Raw 24 hours ahead of general release so <gasps> you get you 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 get to be in the know about what we think about films it's going to be amazing does that mean if i sign up i'll get to listen to myself before i say anything yes excellent excellent can... <laughs> excellent stuff you will get early access you get to engage with us a little bit more so suggest topics for our geek talk show the big mm-hmm. stomp on twitch as well as other little benefits and hopefully in the near future exclusive content as well patreon.com slash bunkers of the uk is the place to go and as always 
If you want to send us your thoughts on films in general, email us over at filmraw at bunkerzilla.co.uk. And of course, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch with that magic word, Bunkerzilla UK. So until next time, Christian's going to be joining us a little bit later on in a, in a future episode. We will be talking about Nomadland. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully coming up uh, next episode is going to be Mortal Kombat with Shenny. Oh, Shenny would be perfect for that review. I can't. <laughs> I, I, I asked him about it and he says, well, I have opinions. <laughs> so I, I, I know Shenny and I know he has opinions. <laughs> so uh, so I, I, I haven't seen Mortal Kombat yet. I'm going to watch it when it hits uh, premium video on demand uh, next week. Uh, Can I, I just ask, why are you reviewing a 25-year-old movie? Not that one. <laughs> the new one. The one that... The one from 1998? No. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> you know which version I'm watching. <laughs> I'm watching the cartoon series with Luke Perry as Sub-Zero. Um, <laughs> so until next time, thank you very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Enjoy your movies. Stay safe. I've been Ian Bolton, joined by Christian R. Allen. Namaste. And until next time, keep it cinematic. Adios.